Ramirez from AP Sports. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Now, did I get that song? Did I get that uh, that comeback song um, for the rejoin with because it's Willie Nelson? No, no, you got it because it's Twang Tuesday, and every Tuesday, Twang we, Tuesday. Oh, okay, we we play Hammerhead Rock and Roll all day, all the time. But yeah, we Tuesdays gotcha. we slow it down because uh, I'm old. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so how is Vegas? Must be nuts right now. Vegas is absolutely – Vegas is already like a 12 on a scale of 1 to 10 as far as the electricity, obviously. Vegas is like a 20. Vegas is Vegas, is Vegas on steroids right now with uh, Super Bowl week upon us. And every other entity that has events here having something this week. I mean, we're talking – like last night was NFL opening night. I was there for that, um, for media night, if you will. And, of course, the uh, the one thing that Associated Press asked me to do was talk to Travis Kelsey about who? His girlfriend. <laughs> um, tonight we have Golden Knights with Edmonton looking to tie an unbelievable record. Uh, Thursday, top-ranked boxing is having a fight with Tia Fimo. Uh, Friday and Saturday, Dana White has his two entities going with Power Slap, the first-ever public event, because it's always been by invite only. Saturday is UFC Fight Night, then Sunday the game. And then Monday we come out of Super Bowl week with a Golden Knights game. Man. So it is absolutely wild what has taken place this week in Las Vegas. A place that I've been to, uh, you have to remember, since 1972. So I remember when the biggest thing, you know, back in the 70s was, oh, who's playing at Caesars and who's playing at uh, the Sands and who's playing at the MGM? Oh, and the Runner Rebels are playing at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Yeah. Now, I remember the first time I went to Vegas, I got to, I got a ticket to see the Running Rebs, and I was thrilled. And I also walked the strip, <laughs> and it was great. But yeah. it's a whole new level now. Vegas is like a different stratosphere, uh, obviously. And uh, it's good to see because, you know, a lot of can- Canada can – overwhelm Vegas at times and and I think they might be doing that with the order game tonight. Um one thing that's always kind of bugged me and I'm glad that you were were on press row uh and talking uh, about the, the to the players. People people are always saying, "Well, why are they asking that question?" But this is an opportunity where I think the the um the Super Bowl is such a big deal that it it kind of transcends just the sports pages. So, like, I would have been mad at you if you didn't ask about Taylor Swift. That's just me. But uh, is it from the point of view of, of, because the bottom line is that you are a reporter and you're a writer and you're a columnist and all of those things, but the bottom line is to get the thing that people are interested in. So if you don't ask that question, then I'd, like, I think you're there. You have to ask the question. Right, and and last night was really about the 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 sideshow, the media circus. The you know you have uh, Guillermo out there from Jimmy Kimmel, right? You got the you got Carrot Top asking questions. You got the young kid Jeremiah who was asking for NFL Network. So that's this is for the public. Like last night was for the public, the fun, the if you will, the Swifties, right? The, the people that are new to football, the people that may have jumped on this year, the people that don't they want to know what everybody's you know. What's the last food that you want to eat if you're on a deserted island? What would you be if you were an anime character? I mean, those are the kinds of questions. (laughs) Why? Because today, tomorrow, and Thursday are the availabilities with every single player and every single coach at the team hotel for the actual working prep. Like, all those gimmicky, um, they're going to, they can, they have the, you know, the week of the game media pass. 
But th- now is when the serious questions come out and what you're talking about. How are you going to stop before Patrick dumping Mahomes? him? How are you going to slow down Brock? Brutal. How are you going to slow down Kansas City's ne- newfound defense? So this is today, tomorrow, and Thursday. The availabilities at the team hotels are a lot different than that opening night where it becomes a big show for the NFL Network and 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 and, and all the other you know, media outlets that are out there asking those kinds of questions to have some fun and keep the fans, like I said, those new fans and, and everybody else um, entertained. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Willie Ramirez, our guest from AP Sports. Let's switch over to Vegas. The last time we saw them, they were playing Detroit, and everybody was getting ready to you know, have a, what felt like a 50-day layoff. Uh, I, I yeah. have a feeling tonight Vegas is a big-game team. They're up, they obviously won the Stanley, so they can get up for big games. I think the Oilers will see Vegas' best tonight. Do you agree? They, you know, I, I actually do think that. Um, you know, I've always been... I've always said, like, I, I'll just compare it. Like, I feel like Winnipeg and Pittsburgh, I looked at that game tonight from a Vegas standpoint. I, I do write some betting analysis. And I was looking at that one where I thought Winnipeg is going to be an advantage in that game because um, I, I'm never high on teams at home coming out of a long break or a bye week because they become too relaxed, right? You get home with the wives. You're home with the girlfriends. You're home with the kids. You, 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 a team that's going on the road out of a break, they immediately are on business mode. I don't know if that's the situation with this roster. Number one, because of the way that the Golden Knights have sort of trudged through the first part of the season with injuries. You know, they went through a stretch where they lost four in a row in a brutal road trip um, and ended up losing six of seven. And it's, it's been kind of tough. They closed the first half of the season out well, winning five of seven games and lost in overtime to start a road trip in New Jersey. And they closed that road trip to end the first half of the season in Detroit. But this is a team of veterans. It is a team. They're, they're missing Jack Eichel, obviously the cornerstone of the offense. But they do have a lot of – they're expected to have William Carlson back. And you're right. I think that because of the way the first half of the season went, I think that they're going to want to come out of this particular break skating hard. The fact that they're playing Edmonton and the fact that you're talking about a 16-game win streak, I think it's going to drive them even more. I think we're going to be in store for a game tonight. Um it's going to be really dependent. I think the break could be a hindrance to Edmonton because you're on this roll, you're on this run, you're moving, you know, you're, the motivation, the momentum, everything that's flowing, you sort of cut it off. And some guys are, you know, they're back home relaxing. Connor McDavid's having fun at the skills competition. And this defense, you know, you talk about Edmonton and this high-scoring, high-flying team. This was a team that during the 16-game winning streak is allowing 1.5 goals per game. Leads the league in that span since December 21st. Can it maintain and pick back where it left off playing at the defending Stanley Cup champs against a division rival? I think the pressure's on Edmonton more so than Vegas here. Uh, Aiden Hill obviously playing at ridiculous levels and really a key story for uh, Golden Knights in the last 12 months, absolutely for sure. Uh, he's he's the starter tonight. He is he is going to be a net tonight. He's been playing incredible uh, incredible hockey since he came out of the injury. Um, and if you look at what he did last year, right? He he was hit or miss because Logan Thompson was the all star goalie for this team. So the reality is, he's only played seventeen games this season. Um, but last year he played twenty seven games. The year before that, twenty five games. He's become accustomed to sort of just making the best out of his time in net. 12-2-2 with a 1.94 goals against average, uh, 0.936 save percentage. 
Um, and Hill, he there's just there's something about him that he gets up for the moment when you sort of think that he's up against it and he could fold. Yeah, especially coming out of the injury, he was gone for so long that he was expected to come back. Well, then there was a hiccup, and well, he just didn't look right. We didn't understand what Cat, Bruce Cassidy's explanation was. But then ever since then, he's been fine. Um, now, he has faced the Oilers three times in his career. He's 0-1-1. He's allowed six goals. He has a 2.62 goals against average, uh, 0.889 save percentage. So I do have to wonder if this could be, you know, a spot where he takes his lungs. It's, it, 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 it's all I, – I really think it, it, it's going to be dependent on Vegas's forwards and the lines that they put out there, especially with William Carlson back, how they break down. There's been some hot um, line combinations, but without Jack Eichel, they're doing some shuffling with Carlson coming back in. So against what Edmonton was doing defensively during this win streak and what Vegas' four uh, centers, their four centermen, how they can skate against Edmonton and challenge that defense is going to take some pressure off of Aiden Hill. So I think it's a collective effort tonight. There's not really one area you could say, this is how Vegas is going to win. It's going to take a collective effort, and they have to attack Edmonton's defense. Uh, final question. I can't let you go without asking about Keegan Colasar. I remember him in dub, in the WHL, and he was a, maybe a late developing player. I know he was a third round pick, but they kept him uh, in the in the in juniors, and he played a little bit in the AHL. He ends up going to uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, for a second round pick, yep. and what I love about him is that he is like he is a all he's a load, but he's also a right. guy who can can help in possession and and I think he's he's a prototypical fourth line guy or depth line guy who can not just hold his own but but do some damage physically like tire a team out and also outscore one hundred percent and Keegan you got to remember Keegan's been one of the he's been there since kind of the beginning I remember him the very first development camp when the Golden Knights, you know, started their very first campaign. <laughs> so he's been around. He's been a part of this organization for a long time, along with guys like Zach Whitecloud. You know, they've been around. And you, you nailed it. He, you know, I think Keegan Colasar, people got the wrong idea and thought that he was going to take over for Ryan Reeves and being the enforcer and being more involved in that aspect of the game. And I think at the beginning he sort of took that role on, you know, subconsciously wondering if that's what he was supposed to do. But he's developed into the perfect fourth-line guy, as you said, where he can, he can tire guys out. He can extend the opposition's line time on the ice, give them time. If he's the last guy off the ice during the line change, it could force fresh legs from the top line to go against the tired forward line that can't get off from the opposition. He does a good, well of, uh, a good job of maintaining the puck against the boards. He can, um, you know, and... He's really developed his game, maybe not as a scorer, but as a facilitator at the other end. And if he can get through the neutral zone and make things happen, he has developed his own little style of trying to facilitate the offense. And then when you least expect it, Keegan Colasar can show up for you, either serving an apple or getting it in the net. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the week, sir.